Welcome to the Getting Heaven Into People podcast. I'm Dave Ripper, a pastor here in New England, and I want to thank you for listening. After two years of the pandemic, almost all of us are hurting in some way, and so many of our churches are reeling. To address the deeply felt need Christians and churches have, I've designed this podcast to invite us to experience deeper healing and freedom over a 40-day journey as we pursue spiritual transformation together. I'm praying today's episode helps you experience greater joy, contentment, and confidence in your life and walk with God. So as you listen, may God's grace and peace be with you. Well, welcome to Getting Heaven in the People. I'm Dave Ripper from Crossway here in Nashua, New Hampshire, and we are on day 12 of a 40-day journey where we're learning and praying about how to cultivate greater spiritual freedom. And today we're going to talk about the body's role in our spiritual formation. We as Christians can often dissociate our spiritual lives from our physical lives, but in order to grow spiritually, we absolutely must attend to our bodies. So let's start with a couple of passages of scripture to set the tone and context for our conversation here today. First is Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and perfect and acceptable. Here we see that offering our physical bodies to God is spiritual worship. What a powerful text to help us see this inseparable connection between what we do with our bodies and how they impact us spiritually. The next is Romans 6.13, and I'm going to share a paraphrase That was crafted by Dallas Willard. No longer present the parts of your body to sin as weapons of wickedness, but present yourselves to God like people who coming out of death have eternal life and present your bodily parts to him as weapons of righteousness. So offer the aspects of who we are for God's purpose and God's intention And don't just allow them to be drifted into being used for ulterior motives or for the schemes of the enemy. And the last text is another one of Dallas Willard's paraphrases, this time from 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20. Are you unaware that your body is a shrine to the Holy Spirit from God, who is within you, and that you are not your own property? A price has been paid for you. So make your body a showplace of God's greatness. I love that last phrase. Make your body a showplace of God's greatness. What does that mean? Does it mean showing off your physical appearance or drawing attention to what you look like, to the images you post of yourself online? Does it mean obsessing over the care of your body, worshiping the body? Absolutely not. Our bodies are to be the physical places where the way, truth, and life of Jesus are seen and reflected. Our bodies are to be the context in which the fruits of the Spirit are to be exemplified. So how might you make your body a showplace of God's greatness? 
Now, before answering that question, I'd like to share a bit of about how attention to, to, to our bodies can help restart our lives spiritually. Because sometimes when we get stu- stuck in a rut spiritually, doing something physical can really help. Just today, I was talking with a friend who's considering running a marathon. I completed one nine years ago, and the best advice I was given was to never miss your long runs. You're going to run four or five times a week, but one of those times you're going to do a long run, upping your mileage on a weekly basis to 21, 22 miles or so. Now, you might miss the shorter runs in your training regime, but never miss the big ones because that's where the growth occurs. That's where the progress is made. And similar to this, I think we need spiritual long runs as well, things that go beyond just our daily devotions. And that means we often need to relocate our bodies, change the rate at which our bodies are living and acting. And we see Jesus doing this very thing woven throughout the Gospels, and that's his practice of retreating, getting away to lonely places to pray, to rest, to be with the Father. I can remember Pastor Mark Batterson saying years ago, change of pace plus change of place equals a change of perspective. Changing your pace, that's physical in nature. Changing your place, that's physical as well. And these physical changes, these bodily changes can lead to a change of perspective or outlook, which can plant the seeds needed for spiritual growth to occur. So maybe you've been listening along so far and and maybe nothing has really clicked. You haven't sensed any growth or inspiration yet. So thank you for continuing to listen. If you haven't experienced that and you're still with me, maybe going on as an alternative solution, maybe going on a retreat or somehow changing the place that you are at or the pace at which you're living may be a way of offering your body as an offering to God, an offering of time, an offering of energy what might be more like a spiritual long run that will help you grow that has a physical component to it as well. Because listening to a 10-minute podcast can only do so much for you spiritually. But perhaps getting away, like we see Jesus doing, could be that physical action you can do, you can take to make more room for the spiritual work that God wants to do in and through you to occur. I hope this example helps us at least begin to get a glimpse of seeing how we might train our bodies to be a showplace of God's greatness. Let's lean into this idea of pace a little bit more. In the very beginning of the story of Scripture, we find that God worked six days and he what on the seventh? He rested. And just as he rests, he commands us to practice the Sabbath as well to take a 24-hour period to pray, to play, and to rest. Sabbath, it is a command, and it's a way of practicing the way of Jesus that is undoubtedly physical. We change the rate, the pace at which we are living. It's an, an invitation for our whole selves to rest, including our bodies, so that we may be resold, restored, renewed. Forget for having to get into people. People must practice Sabbath. Now, the aspect of Sabbath I've learned to appreciate most in this current season of life that I'm in with a lot of demanding responsibilities and three very restless young children at home is rest. Play, pray, rest. In his book, Life Without Lack, Dallas Willard writes this. 
You are not meant to live in a constant state of fatigue. Tiredness is a spiritual problem, not because it is a sin, but because being tired creates difficulties for your spiritual life, robbing you of the energy needed to pursue God. Did you hear that? Tiredness is a spiritual problem. Doesn't mean there aren't seasons where they are more demanding and we need to do what it takes, maybe just to survive, maybe just to make it through. And tiredness comes with the territory. And I believe God can give us grace in those moments when that is, is the best we can hope for is a tired existence. But for many of us, we allow ourselves by our own poor choices, by what we just allow to occur into our lives and what we create, to be so physically depleted. But in order to pursue God, we need physical energy. So there are many different avenues we could take to explore how you might make your body a showcase for God's greatness. But for our purposes, I really hope for you over the course of this day to consider how you might help your body be more rested. Sometimes sleep can just be out of our control. You know, my youngest didn't sleep through the night until she was 18 months old. And that only happened a couple of times. And we're still working on that. Sometimes it's beyond our capacity to control. But instead of just trying to get more sleep, maybe you might want to try to manage your energy by what you, what you eat, how you diet, consume foods and, and drinks that will energize you and not slow you down. Now, I've certainly not done this perfectly, but I've found that the more my body is rested, the more capable I am of loving God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving others as myself. So to grow spiritually, think about how you can offer your body to God. Maybe he's inviting you to change your pace and place on retreat. Maybe he's inviting you to take a deep, deep rest. Like Pastor John Ortberg once said, maybe the most spiritual thing you can do is just to take a nap. But whatever God's invitation is for you, I pray that you as a temple of the Holy Spirit may showcase the greatness of God for all to see. Blessings, friends, and we'll see you next time as we talk about transforming our relational lives on getting heaven and the people.